Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Jonah 1, verses 7 through 16. We started at the beginning of Jonah yesterday, and so far we know that Jonah has directly disobeyed the Lord's command, going in the opposite direction of Nineveh, where he was called to go prophesy. He's on a ship. A storm has been hurled down by God. They have hurled the cargo overboard to try to lighten the load and make things easier, and now they're trying to figure out how are they going to stay alive. And so the mariners, the people driving this boat, in verse 7, they say to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil or this destruction has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. They said to him, tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country and of what people are you? And he said to them, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea, that the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, The men rowed hard to get back to dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Therefore, they called out to the Lord, O Lord, let us not perish for this man's life, and lay not on us innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. So there's a lot of really, really good stuff in here. And one of the things that's contrasted is kind of the man of God, Jonah, is not representing the Lord well. And these pagan ship people are actually very receptive to what the Lord's doing, even though they're not part of God's people. They don't know anything about the Lord. And so this contrast kind of plays out in a way that makes you realize that uh, pagan people people who aren't of the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they aren't part of God's chosen nation, Israel. They can, in fact, be open to what the Lord is doing when they are confronted with it. And that's exactly what happens. We got this interplay here between the talk versus the walk. So you've got Jonah here who says he fears the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land, but he's not acting like he fears the Lord. He's acting like He's running away from what the Lord has commanded. On the other hand, you've got the people on the ship who are pagans who end up fearing the Lord after they threw Jonah overboard and the sea ceased from its raging. The men on the ship feared the Lord exceedingly, it says. And what did they do in response to this? They offered a sacrifice to the Lord and they made vows. In other words, these guys are actually, their walk, the way that they're living is actually in line with what they say. So they feared the Lord and they're acting like it. They immediately made sacrifices to the Lord and made vows. It's interesting. They said in verse 14, for you, they they are asking God not to hold them accountable for 
the innocent blood of Jonah for throwing him overboard. And they say, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. This is almost a confession of faith. This is uh, very much in line with what the psalmist writes in Psalm 115.3, one of my favorite verses about the character of God. It says, our God is in heaven and he does whatever pleases him. In other words, God has absolute sovereignty, absolute authority. None of his plans can be thwarted. And these pagan guys on the ship, not the prophet of God, the pagan guys on the ship, after seeing the Lord's power manifest in front of them, uh, they just say, you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. They're kind of making a, a biblical confession of faith. And like I said, they back that confession of faith up with offering sacrifices and making vows. Now, are these guys saved? Um, in, in a spiritual sense, will they be in heaven someday? I don't know, because I don't know how that played out. But uh, it's they're looking a lot better at this point than Jonah is. Another topic that kind of draws a contrast between the man of God, Jonah, and the pagans, and actually the pagans lining up with the heart of God better than Jonah. There's one group that is concerned about people perishing, and there's another guy who doesn't seem concerned about people perishing. The reason that God sent Jonah to Nineveh was to proclaim the truth to them, to point out their evil so that they would repent and so they could, uh, that God would relent from punish, punishing them and and uh, judging them. But Jonah says, no, 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 I don't really care about those people perishing, and so I'm going to go the other direction. Conversely, the guys on the ship are concerned about Jonah perishing. They're concerned about themselves perishing. They have kind of a compassionate heart in that sense. And maybe that's a little indictment on some of us, this whole walk versus talk thing. I think we've got a lot of people who claim to be believers, and every one of us, frankly, is guilty of this in one way, shape, or form. We claim to be believers. We claim to trust Christ. We claim to take Scripture seriously. But too often, our lives don't reflect that. I've thought in a few circumstances, and this applies to way more than a few, but in the moment, I remember being at a at a ticket counter at an airport once, and things were not going well, and I was not representing my faith well. I was not walking my talk. And if you had taken a snapshot of me in that moment, it wouldn't have looked pretty. It wouldn't have been a good witness for the Lord. It wasn't. And so we're all guilty of that. Now, obviously, we've got to bring the gospel to bear here. And the gospel says that that's the exact reason Christ came. That's the exact reason that Christ or God sent his own son to live a perfect life because none of us can live a perfect life. Every one of us is like Jonah in one way, shape, or form, a lot more than we'd like to admit. And every one of us is in need of righteousness from some place other than ourselves. So that's why Christ came. He lived a perfect life, and then he died to pay the penalty for sin that all of us owe. He rose again on the third day. And anybody who puts their faith and trust in Christ can have that righteousness, the perfection that he lived, and the punishment that he paid for our sin, along with a million other things attributed to us. So we can be grafted into God's family. We can be forgiven. We can be set free. We can be in heaven forever when we die. And this is all very good news. And this story of Jonah helps unpack that and helps us see uh, God's grace and really, hopefully, is a little bit convicting for us because we're a lot more like Jonah than maybe we'd like to admit. I should touch on verse 17 quickly. It just says, The Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three 
nights. God is sovereign over creation. He's sovereign over big fish. And his purposes will be accomplished. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.